All right, so, you know, we're getting into the new year. Today is January, y'all know what day? Today is January 7th, and we're getting, this is the first Sunday of the year. Gen- generally, what do people do at the beginning of the year? Make goals, New Year's resolutions. And so we're going to be considering that today as we get started. What are some goals people make? Well, yeah, that's the big one. You know, the gyms are the busiest. Usually they say the first one to two months. Then it peters off a little bit. Can you all agree with me? (laughs) Then what are other goals people can have? Exactly. They want to be better in their relationships, better with their time. Some people even make the goal of being better spent growing in God. They want to grow their relationship in God. So one thing I want you to consider as maybe, I don't know if you guys set goals for yourself. But one thing I want you guys to consider is not only the what of your goal, but the why of your goal. The why of your goal is very important. You know, why gives you strength? What lets you know what to do? Why tells you why you're doing it? And that gives you strength. We're actually going to watch a small clip right now. For those listening online, uh, I showed a commercial of a grandpa. And we see him uh, lifting weights. Every day he decides that he's going to lift a weight up. He like squats and lifts uh, this kettlebell up. And some days he gets discouraged. His neighbor looks at him and kind of scoffs at him. But he keeps doing it. And even in the midst of it, there were times where he wanted to stop. You see him not wanting to continue. And then someone has a Christmas tree. um, And then he gets the motivation to continue. And you fast forward to the end of the commercial and you see that the man has been lifting the weights week after week so that he could eventually go to his daughter's house and lift up his granddaughter for Christmas. Okay, let's talk through the video real quick. What was his what? That's his why. What was his what? His what is he wanted to lift that weight up, right? Every day his what is I needed to do that. Now tell me his why. So eventually he could pick up his baby girl for Christmas. So if, yeah, and you know, you look in the video, there's many times he was discouraged. You see the alarm go off. Who wants to wake up early? Yet he goes out there. He goes out there and that lady, the neighbor across, always looking at him and judging him. But guess what? His why was strong enough. There was a moment where he felt discouraged, right? And then he looks again. He saw the Christmas tree coming. And he thought about it. Your why has to be strong. In every goal that you make, if your why is not strong, you will fall. You will fall off the path. Because again, there's going to be days where you don't want to do it. And if you can focus in on your why, there's strength. That's what I'm talking about, the idea there's strength. And now this is, this is a, earthly goals, I think the why matters. But I do think we as Christians should have goals as well. And our church's goal is what? What's the goal and the mission of our church? We want to look like Jesus. So very clearly, tell me, how are we going to look like Jesus? Well, we've talked about ways that we can look like Jesus. So the first thing, how can we look like Jesus? We've talked about this. The first thing I think is going to be in our character. This is what Jaylu was getting at. Like who you are can be an image of Christ. And there are ways that we've talked about, 
right? What do, do you know? Actually, well, let's go to the next one. What's the second way we can look like Christ? Remember, I've given us this list of three a few times, and it's okay if you don't remember. Walking in the will of God. So the first thing you can do is by being reflective of your character. Second thing I said is walk in the will of God. What, what made Jesus so special is that he always walked with where God needed him to go. And the last thing I said and we've talked about is what? Our daily habits. In our daily disciplines, we can look like Jesus, right? And so how can we look like Jesus in our character? I, have a, I gave a few things. The fruits of the Spirit. You know, we've talked about this multiple times. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And you start to talk about these words and you think for your own life, do I have these words? See, all we're doing right now is clearly articulating our what. What do we need to do to look more like Jesus? What does it mean to walk in the will of God? It means to live in our purpose. We are at a time right now where I believe there are so many people just living outside of the will of God. They're doing whatever they feel like doing. There's so much lack of fulfillment and lack of contentment. So let me encourage you, you have to consider, am I walking in the will of God? And what does it mean in our daily disciplines? Is that you're spending time with the Lord daily. These are just very practical ways that we as a church want to emphasize looking like Jesus. So now we're looking, that was the what. Today we're getting into the why. And getting into the why is very important. You have to know for yourself, why are we doing this? Why does this even matter? And that's the question that we'll be getting at because just like the video, some days it will be hard to do the what, but as you focus in on the why, it'll give you strength. So I ask you guys the question today, I ask you guys the question today, why does it matter if we look like Jesus or not? We'll just take a few minutes to chat together. Why does it matter? So we're getting into the question, why does it matter if we look like Jesus or not? The why of your goals matter. Can we get into the text? So we're going to look at the text. I'll go through it quickly, and then we'll partake of the Lord's table together. So we're answering the question, why does it matter if I look like Jesus or not? So I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 4, verse. It says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted, to be made new in the attitude of your mind, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So what do we see from the text? Why does it matter if I look like Jesus? And what I see from this is that you were created to look like Jesus. You were made to look like Jesus. You know, everything that we work with has an intention. The Creator has an intention for it. And as you live into it, you live better. You were created to look like Jesus. You were created to look like Jesus. You know, I have an example of a paddle. Like, you know, this has a very clear purpose. Can y'all tell me what the purpose is? What was the intention from the Creator? Let's play some ping pong, right? Let me ask you a question. I brought my bowl today. 
Say I try to eat cereal with it. Could I do it? Potentially, yes. But guess what happens to this? We ruin it. Imagine if you stick this in milk over and over again. What happens to the wood? It, okay, you probably could get sick. Although Zion likes to do that still. I like to lick this stuff. So anyways, what, what happens though? This thing will break. Do you understand? You were created to look like Jesus. And I wonder why so many people today are struggling and hurt. We have so much anxiety and depression today. And I don't think it's anything more than we are not living in why we were created. You know, during COVID times, they said it, the numbers rose to 40% of people that had some, like, some anxiety or depression. 40% of people. That's almost half. Every one out of two. I was looking through numbers yesterday, and they, it ranged from 20 to 30% of people have anxiety and depression. And I wonder why. Because we're doing what we're not created to do. We're struggling for things you're not meant to struggle for. You're fighting a fight you're not meant to fight. What he needed of you is just to look like Jesus. This is one of your intentions of life. This is why God made you. And we've lost this. We've lost the art of asking the question, why was I made? You know, before people would just sit and ponder, why am I on this earth? Today we just think, what makes me feel good? I go do that. We're so subjected to our feelings, and because of that, we, we break ourselves. We break ourselves, and we're wondering why. Look up to heaven and say, God, why am I made? Let me encourage you. You know, this sermon was prompted because I was spending time in God's presence this week. I've been trying my morning routine. And as I was singing, I was singing the song, We Exalt Thee. And I was closing my eyes and just thinking, the very purpose of why I'm made is to make God bigger. That is why I'm here. And if I lose sight of that, I'll get stressed, I'll get anxious, I'll get unfocused, I'll be unhappy. But man, I just kept thinking of the image. Of, my whole aim is to push him up, to glorify him. That's what I just kept seeing and feeling. Oh, and the level of peace you get doing what you're created to do. Let me encourage you, honestly, you are created to glorify God. And the way you glorify God is by looking like Jesus. So let me encourage you first. Why does it matter if you look like Jesus? You were made to look like Jesus. Here's a question I wanted you to consider. Do you live a life considering what you were made for? Or do you live following the whims of the moment? Do you live following your heart? You know, I think when a heart is subjected to God, yes, follow your heart. But if not, when you follow your heart, it will lead you to destruction. It won't lead you anywhere good. So take a second, and actually I want you to write. I don't want to just talk. Consider for just maybe 30 seconds, do you live a life considering what you were made for? Do you live like that, or do you live moment to moment for what you want? I can share this. I think my heart's aim is to live for why I was created, but I think many times the world's influences can come in, so it is a battle. But I have to remind myself, 
all of this will fade, I have to focus in on that. I am created to glorify God. And even if I don't look like the world or I don't have everything the world has, as long as I have God and as long as I glorify Him, I have everything. I have to remind myself because the battle wages inside of me. So let me encourage you first today. Why do we look like Jesus? Because we are created to look like Jesus. The next one and the, and the last point I have for today will be done. Is from John chapter 10 verse 9 and said, and I'm almost done Zion. And I said this, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. So now I ask you the question, why does it matter if I live like Jesus? The fullest possible life is found in Him. We have to remember that. The best possible life that we can live in this earth is with Him. This is the truth that we stand on. You know, we live in a world today that's YOLO. You only live once, right? So for a world, that means do everything of the world. Party, try everything, do everything that you can so you can understand this world. And the world is offering a, 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 a form of the best life. But I want to encourage you, I think many times it leaves people empty. And Jesus is saying, follow me and I will offer you the best life. Think about this. When our character is like Jesus, how sweet is that? You know, when people talk bad about us and we respond in love, ooh, you just feel good. And you know, when situations are stressful around you and you have peace inside of you, ooh, doesn't that feel good? He's offering you the best. In every way, when you walk in His will, it may be hard, but man, there's so much fulfillment. So many people in this world, you know how many people I talk to making so much money, working their way up? You know what their one chief complaint is? I have no fulfillment. Like, I wish I had a little bit more fulfillment in what I did. And what's beautiful about God is this. He's offering you a life where He's saying, I'm giving you everything. And that doesn't mean it will be easy because I think following Him is hard. So let me just encourage you. I'm not going to say too much about this. I'm just going to end with a story. But He's offering you the best life. So right now, if you feel like there's a part of you that's not the best life, whether it's relationships, whether it's with you spending time, whatever, if you feel like there's more, submit that to Him and recognize He's offering you the best life. He wants to give you the best. You know, I think about this. I always say this. You know, I don't know if you've ever had those squirty things that you can put into water to make into a juice. You know, what happens if I have a lot of water and a little bit of squirt? It's diluted. But say there's a little water and a lot of squirts. <laughs> it's so rich. You know what I mean? And that's what Jesus is offering you. He's offering such a rich experience of life. So let me encourage you, honestly, He's offering you the best. And if there's some area that you don't have the best, submit it to Him and let Him. I'll end with one story and I'll be done. 
So, um, you know, one of the things that we've been trying to do is going to the nursing home every week. And really let me encourage you, if you can find the time to maybe rearrange and try to come, it's worth it. I'm telling you. You know, all we do is we go there, we set up our mics, and we pray with them, we sing a few songs, and we share the word. And it's crazy because, like, you know, like sometimes we'll go get the people in their rooms. And as you're walking down the hallways, you know how, y'all, I don't know if y'all know how nursing homes smell. Y'all know what they smell like? Straight smells like urine everywhere. You go into a room and the strong smells. And we go to the people and we're like, hey, would y'all like to come join us? And some people say no. Some people say yes. And we bring them. As we're singing, half of the songs, I don't even know if they know. I don't even know if half of them can hear, honestly. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be saying the sermon and all I see is, and like they're out, they're not, they're, they're half asleep. And sometimes I look, I'm like, what is the point of this? Why are we doing this? But every week, one of the ladies, she's the sweetest. Her name is Loretta. She calls me over and she's like, thank you so much for coming. And I'm like, it's our joy to come. And sometimes I'm like, people just say that to be nice. You know, like, oh, yeah, you're doing good. And she, every week she says, you are the highlight of our week. I hope you know that. I'm like, she's also one of the ones who falls asleep during my sermon. <laughs> I'm like, do I just help you sleep better or something? But I was like, what? And yesterday, again, she said, and I was like, like why? And, and I was like, do y'all not have anything else to do? And she's like, we all exercise. We have bingo here. We have plenty of things to do. But I really just enjoy it. And I'm over here like, what? And let me tell you the sense of fulfillment I feel, the sense that, I am doing something to make the life of someone better. I am doing something to point them more to Christ. Man, it makes a positive feeling in me. He is offering you the best life, but all we have to do is take it and be obedient to Him. What did that take? You know, it took me and my wife having to kind of rearrange our life, and that's hard. You know, Saturday and Sunday are the only times we get together. And that's hard. You have to sacrifice. But what he offers you is so good. So this is not me asking you to come to nursing home, although that would be great. All I'm asking you is find what he needs of you and do that. It's the best life possible. So I ask you one more question. Are you living the best life available for you? Do you have fulfillment and contentment in your life? And maybe there may not be an area that has that. Write it down for a second. Just write down, do you have a sense of fulfillment and contentment in your life? And even maybe put a prayer if there isn't, God, I need more fulfillment in this. Help me to submit this. And so I end with where I began with the question. Why does it matter if I look like Jesus or not? And I want you, hopefully, let's think if you can jog your memory. Why does it matter? What was the first thing I say? We were created to look like Jesus. The more you live into your intention, I really do believe the more fulfillment you'll find. The second thing I said is what? Why does it matter if I look like Jesus? He's offering you the best life. He's offering you everything there is in life. And that may not look like what everyone else may have, 
And it may look different than what you have intended, but it's still the best life. He's offering that to you. And so as you say, you know, this is a sermon of stepping back and setting your goal and your vision for the year. We, I hope that you set some goals for yourself. But as much as you set your what, consider your why. Because your why gives you strength. Your why helps you push through when times get hard. And if we as individuals can do this, that's powerful. You impact your communities. But if we as a church can do this, we transform cities, states, and countries. I believe it. Genuinely, when the move of God comes, it cannot be contained. But He needs these vessels that are submitted. So offer yourself today. As always, I appreciate you guys. Every week you come, you engage. Continue these conversations as you go. We're going to quickly do the Lord's table and we'll be finished for today. But as we partake of this, as we begin our time of reflecting on the Lord's table, if you have difficulty, if you have difficulty doing any of this, of walking with Jesus, my encouragement to you today is to look at Him. Man, it wasn't easy for Jesus to offer Himself. Yet He did for you and for me. And if it was that hard for the Master, it's going to be challenging. If our master had that much pushback, there's going to be challenge to us. But look to him, and as you partake, find hope in him. That Jesus has overcome the world. And even as we go from this place, you know, our prayer more than anything is that we are an example of Jesus to those around us. You know, for this year ahead, my prayer is that you have many goals. But I pray that one of the strongest goals you have this year is that you look more like Jesus. That at the end of 2024, people will see more of Jesus in you than, than, uh, than of you. That they'll see the, the qualities of Christ wherever you go. So consider the why this week. And our prayer is that uh, we can continue to build each other and encourage each other in our walks. Uh, thank you guys again for always joining us and partaking with us.